0: Hi, I'm Rich. Hi, I'm Ben. And this is Marketing Matters. And this is the podcast where we talk about everything to do with marketing and communications and why
1: it's important. Because, in other words, marketing matters.
0: Yeah, it does. Okay.
1: Hello, Rich. How are you? Hello, I'm very well. Thank you, Ben.
0: Good, good. So when we left the last episode, we were talking, when we were talking all about marketing strategy, we talked about kind of about five steps that anybody, whether you're a big organization, you're a small business, should really be able to follow to get a good marketing strategy. But the last one we talked about was, and we only touched on very, very briefly, was around channels. Uh, and by channels, we sort of mean, you know. Okay, so what things are you actually going to do to reach people? What interesting, creative things are you going to use to uh, live out your your marketing strategy and to achieve your objectives? Yeah, roots to, to your market. Exactly, roots to your market. And not you know, for us, that's a different thing. That's not not <laughs> quite that. No, but uh, <laughs> but uh, for many people, this is the bit that is the really exciting bit about marketing. This is the creative stuff. This is the video. This is the podcast. This is the blog posts. This is the adverts. This is going back in time. The leaflets and the press releases in your local paper and photos of people handing people big checks and stuff. The radio jingle, thing. yeah. The radio jingle, yeah, and the radio ad. Yes, and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I used to love doing that. They were so incredibly cheesy and such fun. But nowadays, this bit, a lot of people refer to this bit I believe, is content marketing. And that's a phrase that's been out for the last sort of two to three, I'm going to even say up to five years because I'm completely losing track of time at this age. But um, in the last five years or so, that's become quite a trendy phrase that people use quite a lot. There's been lots of blog posts on medium and linkedin about how to create a great content marketing strategy um, and i've always been a bit confused by that phrase um, but what does content marketing kind of mean to you is it literally just the bit you do when you're doing your creative stuff or is it a little bit more complicated than that?
1: um i would say well it is that stage of things where you're doing the creative I mean, you need to uh, think creatively when you're doing it um i think there's there's it's content marketing is is more about a process of getting uh, of attracting visitors to you. So not necessarily just broadcasting information and seeing if someone sees it. So hopefully they'll go into a supermarket and buy that product. That's not content marketing. Content marketing is where you're trying to attract visitors to you with great quality content um in order for you to therefore start to build a closer relationship with them individually and or with their um their employers if that makes sense so that's my yeah. take on it it's it's much more about a kind of how you fostering a relationship between yourself and the potential customer as opposed to just um putting out there that we've got a service that does this and waiting for the phone to ring or waiting for them to come into uh, to, to the uh, to the business so
0: is that's what you would consider is the sort of the key sort of uh, defining feature of content marketing? Then it's about having a range of let's call them sort of creative outputs the and the aim of which is to build long-term either customer or client or partner relationships is that would you say that is more of
1: a defining feature yes absolutely yeah it's it's about uh understanding how you can um, create that relationship um, between your brand and that that individual um and I think the way it was it was given this sort of title because content is the key to it obviously uh and that the uh, you know the emphasis of that was because it was about creating information or um uh, advice or you know well any form of content that the individual found would find useful or ent- or entertaining um and popular um so that those three things would be kind of like ah right now I can start understanding I you know, I, I quite like this it, it wouldn't necessarily be tied to um and therefore I will buy a product it will be therefore I will trust no one like that brand and that's that's the sure. subtle difference really because it it it, yeah. it forges a relationship over time that's that's more valuable and less transactional
0: but you can do you can do content marketing for just product short-term sales, there, right? Because I guess a, a, a good example, or a good example, I guess would probably be the mobile uh, device and associated data um, industry. Because you have all stuff like Three and Vodafone and these kind of organisations that really special. I think Three especially it really special. specialise. And quite a key part of their sort of brand identity, I think, is this quite cheeky, quite um, quite brash, sort of very kind of uh, kind of social media friendly language they use and that is very content in the sense that they use a lot of gifs they use a lot of memes and things like that but it is quite it's kind of about they drive sales to particular offers as well i would suggest as doing that sort of the long-term relationship stuff so is it just a long-term relationship thing or surely you can use online content to drive sales on a short-term
1: basis well too? yeah of course i mean um that's ultimately what it's about but i guess it's it's you know content more marketing. marketing is really a type of marketing that that's about creating interesting material videos blogs whatever um it's not about explicitly promoting a product or indeed it might not even explicitly promoting a brand in its truest sense but it's intended to stimulate an interest in the product or services of the brand so that's what three uh, for example are doing you know the, the um they're creating kind of um uh a a kind of fun reassurance around a service offer because I guess because they know that people don't switch immediately as soon as you see a different one you don't switch it and then switch it you know again next week and then go to Vodafone next week and now you that you know you'll create something which is like I'm going to trust and know and like what they're doing so that when it comes to my time to switching contracts they're going to be first and foremost in my mind. So, 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 so the, 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 the relationships, it's just much less transactional than the traditional form of marketing around, you know, um, here, here's an offer and here's a coupon or, you know, here's something we're doing next week, come to it.
0: Yeah, interesting. So it's less transactional, but so, and it's more sort of relationship yeah. focused. So let's just, so there's a couple of things on that then, isn't there? So if we're talking content, generally speaking, we're talking about sort of digital or online yeah. content and and if we're talking about this being more about sort of a relationship building kind of approach you're talking then about actually how do you capture two way conversations rather than just kind of pushing stuff at people um so but coming at that a bit later maybe thinking about what do you understand by content in that respect because you could argue that tv ads are content and you could argue that ads in your local newspaper are content
1: what well you- you're stretching it a little bit because it's you know this this term has been created around digital marketing so really it's about online yeah. stuff it's about video it's about blogs it's about articles it's about social posts it's about you know um the, the kind of the fundamental is it's you're sharing information with people in a quick and easily accessible way. Doing podcasts like this is a form of content marketing because, yeah. you know, people get something from it and not necessarily are then, you know, told, and now buy, you know, Dias Ultra at the end of it. Oh, we could do ad breaks, I suppose. And yeah. um, I'm, 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 I'm sure, sure the platforms that we be, uh, are using will have those too. But that's what it's about. It's about essentially, really, that it's there to attract visitors to your brand um through a level of trust um the the bit that goes on beyond that is because it's digital online it means you can do other clever stuff with it like gathering contact information um uh like um tracking people through the use of pixels, Facebook pixels for example, or cookies or or whatever. And then you can then further that content more individualized and, and and personalized through, you know, newsletters, um, you know, ebooks, downloads, webinars, that sort of thing. So you can start funneling um recipients into specific areas of interest and and even more uh even more and better con- quality content that's that's designed for uh, for them with them in mind. And I suppose when it's done
0: really, really well, then when you've got all those things kind of in place, I suppose what these channels, this, you know, digital channels, online channels allow that offline channels or more traditional channels just were never able to do is actually have that a long term relationship with customers or clients or users um, that would never really possible unless you entered into some kind of customer transactional relationship with them in the real world. So I guess like, if you're going to buy a car after seeing one of those amazing early 80s TV commercials for a Renault 306 or whatever, um, you would have your relationship then with maybe the person at the car showroom who does your servicing or whatever. But beyond that, you'd have no other real interaction or no way of sort of advocating for that particular brand. What I guess content marketing does then in that sort of sense is it allows you to be a member of that kind of tribe online in a way that is – sort of low commitment then really isn't it for the customer they just need to find your stuff engaging and they just need to find your stuff kind of meaningful to them and it just kind of needs to speak to them in in some kind of way, maybe I don't know about right, Renault three hundred six. Maybe they do it, maybe they don't do it. But I suppose those customer relationships before the online world had to be physical,
1: real world relationships, and they yeah, don't yeah. really need to be anymore. Well, like, yeah, developing. like much of society, there's no physical real world relationships anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been you know physical with the brand itself. You know, like you say, uh, you know, because they'd sp- spoken to individuals within it, but also. The, the the ongoing advocacy of that brand would have been literally just word of mouth. You know, you talk to the neighbor over the fence mm-hmm. about, well, the reason why I buy a, a Rover 800 is because X or Y, and they'll say, well, the reason why I buy an Austin Metro is because X or Y. You know, clearly we're both still living in the, in the early 1980s here. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, that's the other benefit, is that uh, content marketing is is in formats which allow it to be shared so that the individual taking part in it becomes an advocate if they want to be but also um you know get the reflected kudos from it um and that's how um influencer marketing um you know became so big from it as well because those influencers can be then approached mm. individually and say look you're clearly a big fan of what we do um, Why don't we uh, set up a relationship whereby, you know, there's some kickback for you in doing that, you know, but you've also got your own reflected personal brand in this. So, um, you know, people, everyone's kind of doing content marketing these days. If they're on any form of social media, um, platform. You know, you have an Instagram account, really, essentially, you're doing your own content marketing, you might not have a long term game out, uh, out of it to get, you know, to monetize it or anything. But really, that's, that's what it is. It, it's as simple as creating content that you think people will like that reflects you. Um, and that's what businesses need to do.
0: And helps you to develop relationships, and I suppose for a for an individual, your payoff, your your increased revenue is increased friends and more people thinking you're hilarious, funny, or you know, or erudite in your political views, I guess. And well, that's yeah. a kind of a <laughs> you know, it might not be monetized, but it might give you a a warm glow I mean, I, I, Yeah. I mean yeah, I, I, I true have true. seen
1: interviews with with um young people who you know admit to being a bit too obsessed with how many likes they have on Facebook uh, on Instagram uh, uh uh posts but that yeah that, that I guess that's the transaction that they're looking for um yeah um yeah. but but in, in this context yeah it's going to be about how your um how your capturing and understanding um that approval you know it's about like no and trust i go back to those three words i've used before in these which is you know do people know who you are do people like what you're doing and do people trust you as a result of it and if you've got content that's that that uh that fits that then um it will only it will only grow um unless you do something to, to cock it up
0: yeah yeah and those public cockups are kind of, um, yeah. they've always yeah. been there, so and we they can continue have a deal they? at the moment to, the,
1: to this just, day. Just a 1980s. We all a you, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah it's, there's it's a theme developing age, here, isn't yeah. there? Maybe you know, we could have a you know, we could maybe ask our listeners to suggest some sort of 1980s adverts and tracks that we could
1: put out on Twitter for Absolutely. people yeah. to
0: yeah. enjoy. I mean, oh, you know, that's, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Our so favourite adverts. Submit their you know, the ideas
1: through. via postcard too. yeah that's right yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly that one time i think it does it does so um what types of content are there what what types of content in this kind of context are you finding businesses are are interested in and are looking for, and more importantly, are finding useful and
1: um, in no particular order of importance? But um, video, um, blog posts, uh, and mm. other forms of web content, um, and uh, social media posts um essentially those are the 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 key ones and you know i I use video slightly separately to the social media posts because there's just multiple platforms you can put video content out on um and increasingly podcasts um because not least because it's actually a really multi-purpose form of content um because it's long form you can also snip it into short bite-sized things you can video it and therefore you've got video as well you can um use transcribing software and you've got blogs you know so uh, that, that's also a, a really popular really effective um uh, form of, of, of creating content as well um i guess the point for me is isn't that they're the not what what's the pla- what type of content is it it's like what is the content there to do this is, is the most important thing if you think you know What we need to do is explain. I don't know if I'm an accountant and I've got to try and explain to my customers and would-be customers complex new changes in VAT. What's going to be the best format for doing that in? Probably not an Instagram meme, but you know, more likely to be um, a blog post, potentially a video explainer, potentially a podcast discussing it with another, you know, uh, uh, another uh, client, for example. Uh, all of which can then be uh, repurposed and yeah. sent out and will become essential seo content so that your website is found when people type in the words what are the new vat changes or whatever
0: yeah yeah and i think the great thing about all the things you've kind of mentioned is that if you've got a ton of money to spend on on a video video and, and a really awesome videographer and a and a, a really professional sort of recording studio and, you know, a really fancy agency who can create amazing sort of looking stuff to go on your Instagram feed and a great camera and all that kind of stuff. You can do that, but also you can do all of that stuff with a smartphone. And that's, what's kind of wonderful about it, isn't it? And I think, I think we've mentioned before, there's some amazing examples kind of in the uh, cash strapped public sector where people are really, really doing that. But I think equally so kind of within sort of small businesses, You know, especially I think LinkedIn is being used increasingly kind of effectively for some professional Mm. how-to videos by experts. Like you mentioned there about what's happening with VAT changes or IR35 changes or all that kind of stuff that obviously affects our world quite a lot. Um, The great thing about all that that stuff is that, you know, having a content marketing plan, I'm not going to say strategy, but having a content marketing plan, actually, it doesn't need to be super daunting because, as long as you've got the will and the and you can carve out some time to do it and you've got somebody who knows the rudimentaries of a smartphone, you can kind of create all that content kind of yourself like you know whenever and that's I, kind of, I guess what's really good about it and what's I think why content marketing is really really useful is is that it does put so much of that creative power in your hand as a business or an organization with not much money. You need to understand messaging and priorities and objectives, which is why the last podcast is so important and why that conversation around strategy and purpose is so important. But once you've got to that point, having a smartphone or an iPad, um, you can do all of that stuff yourself. Uh, And a lot of people do do that really, really successfully. And I think that is what's good and quite freeing about thinking about content marketing being your communications channels, maybe rather than the more traditional channels like PR or telly or getting on the radio and stuff like that, which is needs a degree of expertise and is yeah, really quite exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well. I mean,
1: the model digital pl- modern digital platforms have kind of democratized content quite a lot, haven't they? Um, and I think, you know, provided we've got some fundamentals in place, like a website, for example and you know even then i know i know clients that i've talked to clients they don't really have a website in place either um but you know uh, they're still p- putting content out there but they're just relying on other people's platforms which uh, as a caution note, i'd say don't do that because if those platforms turn away from you for any reason then you're knackered. but you know generally speaking if you've got the right kind of yeah. uh, infrastructure then um whatever tool suits you and i think the suits you thing is really important without sounding like i'm in the first show but um my point was the that <laughs> some people are just not comfortable with handheld video that they're doing on their phone they, they either don't like it or they're not comfortable speaking into it or you know they just don't think it reflects the brand that they're trying to put out there, et cetera. And I'm always like, yeah. that's absolutely fine. If you don't want to do it, don't feel like you should do it and therefore create not very good content. It's better to focus on doing what you think you can do well um, in the in the amount of time that you've got than trying to think, well, I've got to try and do everything um, you know, with no time, if that makes sense, you know, I, I would rather people say, "Well, do you know what? If I've yes. got time to write one blog a month, then that's absolutely fine. Just make it a really good blog, and then do everything that you can to get people to see that blog. Um, you know, and at least start there. But don't, you know, don't sort of sort of think, well, okay, well, I've, I've got to do something every day. Um, you don't. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that claim that you do but I yeah, yeah, I you know I would argue that you don't it's better to and most people are more comfortable thinking you know what I've I'm going to do what I can in the time that I've got um, but when I do do it I'm going to focus on it and, and make a decent job of it
0: That's a really interesting point, isn't it? Uh, Because I think a lot of, sometimes people ask me quite a lot when it comes to kind of social media, how often should I post? And the answer is how, you know, there are certain kind of broad parameters, you know, not, not, with a kind of annoying rss feed that spews annoying irrelevant content out every 30 seconds but more than once a week (laughs) i would say is generally speaking a good rule so it's kind of finding your whatever feels comfortable and is true to you and true to your brand and it's giving your followers your Online community, kind of what they expect and need from you, and that might not be every, something every hour. It yeah. could be. It's usually probably something every day, something small or whatever. But it really it goes back to what we were talking about in the last episode about understanding your audience and understanding kind of what they use and understanding, you know, what their expectations and needs are. So, and this is where thinking about the different types of content I think is really important. Nobody has time for an hour long podcast every day, but if it's a podcast. That is particularly interesting and is really current and is keeping up to date with things. You might have time for one every week or every couple of weeks. Um, has people have people got time to read a tweet every day? Yeah, probably. But um, again, it depends if it's really adding sort of value to people and what is va- What is value to your audience? You will only really be able to understand by thinking about them and who they are as part of yeah. your yeah. broader com strategy, I guess. On on that point about sort of timing and stuff like that, thinking about, you know, you don't want something that's spewing out irrelevancies every 30 seconds, but also you don't want it going dead for weeks on end. Time is a problem for people that don't have a lot of resource and a lot of people in their team and stuff like that what sort of tips do you have and what sort of platforms would you kind of recommend people use? Yeah, well, um, it's
1: a very common question. Um, I think um, what I would, what I tend to advise people to do, in fact, I ran a workshop talking about this last week and um, we had a good discussion around it, uh, is to... Yeah, people don't have time necessarily every day. And they're doing a million and one other things, but they've usually got, it was generally agreed, a couple of hours a week to do stuff. And my recommendation was, well, spend that couple of hours thinking about what you want to share in the following seven days and scheduling stuff using you know, whichever platform you want to use so that it's set to go over the the next, um, you know, um, seven days. Um, So whether that's by the time you've done your your couple of hours, you've managed to work on three posts, um, or just, you know, um, schedule those uh, to go when you want to go. And you can schedule things directly into Facebook now, or you can use... um, uh, other um, social media sharing platforms which have free accounts like buffer is a good one um, particularly if you're trying to post to instagram as well or um or hootsuite um you know there's, there's there's tons of them out there um but you know certainly spending the time to to schedule it um works really well and actually once you've done that thinking time at first uh, you, you know you, you'll then get find that just the delivery of it you'll get quite quicker. Because you'll, you kind of know, oh, yeah, I, I can really think of 30, 50 words that I want to write about this. And I've got an image that I know is going to be perfect. And, I've, you know, I actually, I took something in the office the other day. Um, it's mainly around kind of thinking, doing as we talked about last time, thinking about what's my strategy, what am I doing this for, and who is it I'm trying to reach? And once you're in that mode already, you kind of really get quickly into, well, you know, I, I, I've got a really great idea for, for stuff, you know, going forwards. Um, yeah, so I would just so platforms like that uh, are uh, 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 really, really helpful and effective.
0: So that's stuff like kind of Hootsuite, and, which is obviously paid, and there's a few others like Orla, which are, again, really, really good and really detailed, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, just probably suggest people look into them in terms of cost, because some of them quite, can be quite expensive, but uh, the more expensive, generally speaking, the more kind of complex and the more sort of granular data and more yeah. sort of very precise targeting and posting you can do. Yeah. But there's stuff like TweetDeck, which is free, yeah. isn't it? And there's, there's a couple of other things like that as well you can use. I mean, you may find the more and more you use TweetDeck, the more limited. You find of it, but as a basic, I want to schedule something to go out every day at a certain yeah. time. You know that is, yeah. that's a great place to start. I, I I've certainly found
1: kind of exactly exactly. Is. And it, I think you it, know, things you things know things well. most clients that I speak to tend to have a Facebook account in which, and if that's what if that's all you've got, then you can schedule it directly through um your facebook account to do that um you can if you're working through business manager get yourself a business manager um uh, log in and then you can um, um do all your scheduling through that if you've if you're also scheduling it to instagram as well buffers a very good uh, way of doing that so you can do that from your desktop into the instagram account um not there are many platforms that allow you to do that so uh, buffers a good one for that and it's a free account um provided you've only got a certain number of um of uh, platforms on it, so they're worth looking at too um but yeah it's yeah, it, it's you know it, it goes back to that uh, that issue around you know find you know yeah find the time and then get into the habit of doing it and once you've got that and you've got the tools that you need you'll find it, it actually starts to take much much less of your time than it than it does at right at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the same with anything, isn't it? It's kind of once you're kind of used to doing it, once it becomes kind of part of yeah. routine and stuff like that, it just becomes a natural part of kind of, you know, how you operate. And I think, like you've kind of always said in Rich, in, in sort of other, other conversations we've had, you wouldn't like not. Um, do your tax return on time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't not do go to meetings on time and stuff like that. Or other things that maybe aren't the thing you first think about coming into work for. But attracting um, people to your business and to your product range or to your organization and to what you're trying to, you know, get them to understand about you is pretty, it is essential to how you operate as an organization. So, If you're not thinking, you know, you you might not necessarily wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this will make a great Facebook post. But if you're running any kind of organization, you should absolutely be kept awake at night by thinking, what are my users thinking about me? How do I create a better, more sustainable, long term (laughs) relationship with them? Um, um, You know, marketing, the creative, the creative kind of industries, if you want to put it like that is a fantastic way of doing that. And that's kind of ultimately why we're all here. And the great thing about, you know, the online world, it has its well-documented drawbacks. Of course it does, but um, it allows you so much more control over that and allows you so much more sort of creativity. And, you know... If you have very little budget, it's about sort of just a bit of discipline and thinking things through and, t- and pl- planning in that bit more time. But if you do have a bit of budget, what is possible now is just really quite extraordinary. And there's some wonderful kind of examples of content out there and content that is constantly evolving and constantly sort of breaking the rules. I mean, I think two years ago, the idea of having a, a promotional video, if I can put it like that, longer than two minutes was seen as a complete anathema but there's stuff like that that's you know everyone kind of refers to it's probably even a little old hat now but probably 18 months ago when that sort of nike londoner ad came out which was a good five or six minutes long six minutes of really super engaging funny exciting really um kind of quite unique type of content that has kind of blown out of that out of the water. And again, you're now seeing longer videos that are really good and really engaging yeah. The rise of podcasts, which can be sort of anything from kind of like five to ten minutes to like an hour, would suggest that actually yeah. the rules are kind of constantly evolving around what good content is. I think the the, the common sort of denominator is whoever it's aimed at it is providing something that is useful, entertaining, or you know, valuable to them. And I think
1: um, I think the the, the useful, uh, entertaining, valuable is absolutely critical. Yeah, uh, it, it's yeah, and, and that's where I'll go back to the client and go the content you should be creating is not about you it's about what your customer wants so uh, in in an ideal scenario that would therefore be you know if i was a butcher i would be giving people recipes not saying i've got sausages on offer yeah you you can do that a bit but really content marketing is around going here's what people will find useful It, it could be about saying We've looked, we we yeah, we did a random taste test and you know, to see what which people preferred our sausages or the you know, the rival ones. That's at least a bit more content and a bit more entertaining and interesting. But it's that kind of that, that idea of I'm going to give you something regardless of whether you buy from me or not. That's the the key because and it goes back to that. It's also a long-term thing. It's not just about, well, I didn't get any sausages sold this week. It's like, yeah, but you've got lots of people going, they're a really nice butcher, or oh, they do really good, you know, um, they could do really nice products, or I, I really like them. They seem nice and friendly, you know. Um it, I, I think, you know, I, and business-to-business business marketing is, is particularly a sweet spot for this. And, you know, there's still something really crushing about seeing social media posts from B2B companies, you know, I don't know, selling professional services or something, and they're, they're literally just saying, we've got this, we do that, you know, you can buy our so servers or our hosting or whatever it might be, you know, rather than, you know, giving advice, support, guidance on, you know, this is what you need in the business to be able to run effectively whatever the concept would be so
0: literally sell the sizzle not the sausage that's the fella that's yeah, the and, yeah and, what, exactly. and what an amazing kind of little cliche for us to finish this episode of the podcast on so thanks rich that was great and um, we'll be back again with another episode very very soon bye rich cheerio, cheerio.